0: Let's go to the comic book lounge with Mindy and Mark. Booster strikes out, how many
1: Manhunters are there? A brief return of the Super Sons, too many questions. Scott Snyder throws darts at the wall. Teen Lantern's origin, of course it had to be mixed flick. Alien symbiote spandex, and it's all there in blurry black and white. This is how I got my wife to read comics for Sunday, October thirteenth, twenty nineteen. I'm Mark
2: and I'm Mindy. Just a reminder, you can go to SF dot com to get the feed, other SF Podcasts and blogs, and you can subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review.
1: You can email SF Podcast Network at gmail dot com, like us at Facebook dot com slash SFPPN, follow us on Twitter at SFPPN, check out Tumblr dot com slash blog slash SFPPN, or call us at six one four three two one nine seven three seven. That's 614 321 9SFP. Legion of Superheroes Millennium, number two of two by Benda, Scott, Chung, DeKal, Suk More and Belair. The now immortal Thorns journey through the future DCU continues. We begin at the Hall of Heroes at the Space Museum in the 25th century. Which gives us a ton of holographic exhibits showing famous teams and crises. An attendant starts chatting up Thorne, and it took me a moment to realize this is Booster Gold prior to his time jump. He's obsessed with the 20th century, referring to Chandler from the Bing Show, and complaining about how things are so prefabricated today. He asked her to go out, to go back in time, and get the pizza food. They could take some of the stuff from the museum, become superheroes there, and clean up, which is exactly what he will eventually try to do. She's surprised that time travel has been invented. Of course, they have a Legion time bubble there, but then blows him off.
2: And then we're watching Omak fight Intercorp, only for him to find a Mad Max esque thorn beating him to it. She's tired of the cycle of mankind building up society, then destroying it. And then. Rose in a spacesuit has left Earth in order to keep people away from Thorn. And then Thorn finds herself in an alien bar having killed a bunch of people. And then we're back to Thorn, viewing Vega from space, still searching for her purpose. And then Rose has returned home which is now New Earth, a set of domes all surrounding the husk of Old Earth. She's there to talk to a group of teenagers, which is, of course, the climax of this story. We get a double-page spread of the full LSH taking a class photo. Is this a meme or a meme? I'm sorry to interrupt on such a special day, but... Hello, Legionnaires. My name is Rose Forest. So I've come a very, very long way because I have a great deal to share with you to be continued in legion of superheroes number 1 this was intended to be bendis's method to tie together all the future dcu timelines but it's more of a travelog time log than anything it was a fun ride though
1: event leviathan number 5 of 6 by bendis and believe this issue spends a lot of time reviewing what we know so far before a big reveal Lois is meeting with her second secret team, Elongated Man, Constantine, Harvey Bullock, Zatanna, Deathstroke, and the other question, who are all convinced that Sam Lane is Leviathan. Of course, Batman has been listening in on all this. Constantine says, oh, I just assume that about all my conversations. Batman tells Lois that they are telling her the truth, or at least they think they are. They warp to Sam's hospital room in Columbus, where he says, I know Leviathan is right, and to look for the snowman's ticket just before the two of them are transported to an Arctic wasteland.
2: Meanwhile, Superman and Plastic Man confront Leviathan again, who wants to work with the Man of Steel if he will only get out of the way and allow him to save Earth. Superman can protect it after that. During all this, Batman's team is traveling in what appears to be a bat crossover, it's actually a state-of-the-art all-terrain war machine from... Damien questions Manhunter, then asks who else has access to her tech. It's clear that Leviathan knows their moves, and it turns out that her staff is the mole, transmitting their info. Who else was a Manhunter? Back to Soups, where Leviathan finally reveals his face, which isn't fully revealed to us. Back to Bats, whose van is attacked by Talia and Silencer. Would you be so kind as to have your Manhunter step outside? Please do hurry. I can't believe I have to save the world. All this points to Leviathan being a Manhunter, and the betting line says Mark Shaw. The partial shot of Leviathan is reminiscent of his mask, which would be a very deep dive into obscure D.C. history. We'll see next issue.
1: Superman 16 by Bendis LaFuente and Mounts. We finally get the return of the Super Sons, but with a major difference. John Kent is now a teenager, leaving Damian behind. Damian was previously older than him. Damian's fighting some Leviathan forces, trying to call in Batman, but they warp away. I want that tech so bad. I mean, I hate it so much. John flies in, and Damian assumes it's just another Leviathan trick, so he attacks. It's me. It's real. Take it in. I'll wait. Gold kryptonite? No. Kryptonian puberty? Everybody keeps saying that. Is gold kryptonite even a thing? Now, if it is, we don't have any hidden away in the Batcave in case of emergency with the other color-coded kryptonites. What? What? They hug it out. Why are you so tall? And Damien goes back to saying he's Leviathan before John convinces him about the whole Space Journey, jor Earth-3 saga. They go off to fight various bad guys and save the day, as John explains about the LSH Invite. Do they have a bat-themed person on the team? I don't know. You couldn't tell? There's a lot of them. Damien tells John he has to take that opportunity as long as he brings back some beer. They hug again and depart. Back at the fortress, Clark agrees John has to go for the opportunity and that he's jealous. Saturn Girl warps in and asks him if he accepts. She gives him a brief psychic peek at the future, which puts it over the top. She gives both of them a communicator so they can stay in touch and they warp out. Love you, Dad. Love you more. That's completely impossible. Leaving Clark alone. See you in the 31st century, John. But first...
2: Lois Lane number 4 of 12 by Rucka Perkins and Mounts. Lois gets over seeing her son in the shower and him seeing her in lingerie, and he tells her about the Legion of Superheroes. She gets over her initial shock and gives her blessing to him. John is concerned over the recent attack on her. Sweetheart, I was making people angry enough to kill me long before I even met your father. Didn't stop me then, won't stop me now. They hug and off goes John. Meanwhile, the two questions have a chat over pie and coffee. Both of them have memories that make no sense. They have a bizarre history. Renee references the story about a man who dreamed he was a butterfly, or is it the other way around? Also, there's a mystery goth girl holed up in an abandoned building who kills herself when she's confronted. Lois calls in question, and both of them arrive. Renee is angry that Lois knew he was alive and didn't tell her. When she asks for the full truth, Lois references, you can't handle the truth, and tells her how dangerous it would be to know. Truth is medicine. It's an antiseptic. That's why it hurts so much when you get it at first. Despite all this, Renee wants to know.
1: Justice League number 33 by Snyder, Redondo, Semperi, and Hi Fi. Year of the Villain lumbers on.
2: And on. (laughs) And on. In short,
1: World Forger, Monitor, and Anti Monitor all go Voltron and become Ultra Monitor to fight Perpetua. JSA and JLA members continue to bond. Brainiac 1 million takes out the JLA and Justice League Alpha with future tech. Hold on, the latter team is from the 853rd century, so how are they beaten by tech from centuries with only two digits? Hot Girl goes to full power and attacks Apex Lex, which wasn't part of the plan. Cheetah is controlling the god Poseidon. A Vandal Savage-led team is in control of Atlantis. And Commandy asks for help from Justice League Unlimited? It just seems like Snyder is getting out the old who's who books and picking characters at random.
2: Young Justice No. 9 from Wonder Comics by Bendis, Arujo, Timms, and Eltiab, We finally learn the story of Teen Lantern, Kelly, a girl from Bolivia who's looking for something at a landfill with a friend. They see a man ride in on a motorcycle and gun down what appears to be a Green Lantern. She can't find any news about it online, so she returns to the dump that night to find the alien bleeding out. He gives her a gauntlet and a backpack, telling her... You make as much as you can with it. You own this world with it. And then throw it in the fire. Before... Bah. She's convinced she's been offered a position as a Green Lantern, but it's clear from the alien this is not the case, and then he dies. Her friend is not convinced and wants her to remove it to save herself. Instead, she powers up and flies off. Oh, and then there's the continued story in Earth 3. Batwoman shows them a multiversal map so they can go home, Right. Well, Robin wants to fight the bad guys first and save the world. Next issue, we learn about Ginny Hex.
1: Black Hammer Justice League number four from DC and Dark Horse by Lemire, Walsh, and Picos. The Hammer team is back together, and they all learn that Gale is back to her old age. The Good Witch Satana helped me, and Z offers her help to fix all of this. Unfortunately, the Spectre drops in, saying that Gale must die, or all reality may collapse. The other leaguers attack him since they need the team to get back their folks. Do not dare give me an ultimatum, Martian. Not a Martian. It all goes badly, as you would expect. Meanwhile, the leaguers on the farm get Takiwaki running, and he brings them up to speed, telling them they've only been there for a few days, not ten years. Clark realizes he can't remember specifics about their history there, and Diana uses the lasso and makes him see the truth. Meanwhile, Weird, Flash, and GL are in limbo, where Weird is eaten by a giant alien whale, so they follow him in. They find a mansion inside with one resident, the stranger that did all this, who turns into... Mr. Mixaplick. Back to the farm, and the Trinity find the hammer and dragonfly shack only to be attacked by skeletons. MixPlick is thrilled. It's one of his best efforts, throwing two worlds into chaos. GL orders him to put everything back where they belong which he will do but they have to go back to where they all started and all have to agree to it including Gale will the hammer team be willing to do this
2: of course they will doom patrol waited the world's number 4 from young animal by way lambert patara and bonvillain buckle in folks our story takes place at destiny beach which was flex Mentallo's home the group finds themselves there only to see it overgrown and falling apart Flex sees his old crew all working out furiously, trying to get in shape to beat a gang of alien muscle men. They've lost to them multiple times, so the beach is controlled by the gang. There's a whole bit about secret spandex that fuses with the wearer, turning them evil. There's a big flexing battle, with Rita becoming a huge muscle monster to win for the good guys. Flex saves Rita from being controlled by the spandex, forcing him to go into space to save them all. He is now Hero of the Void. Told you to buckle in. Oh, and Cliff has now gone into overdrive to do good deeds, which gets him upgrades, flying into space to save alien worlds. Wow.
1: Well, this past week saw the second largest comic convention after San Diego, of course, New York Comic Con. While a number of stories came out of that, the biggest for DC fans has to be the New Timeline Dio has been teasing this since the summer, and we finally get a fleeting glimpse at a massive spreadsheet designed to fit all of DC's 80-year output into a single continuity. Frankly, I think they're missing the point. Why not just have multiple Earths to cover it all? You could add simple trade dress to each title's cover to indicate on which Earth the story occurs. Marvel did this years ago, by the way. Anyway... Nothing was actually handed out, just a blurry projected display up for a few moments. Of course, obsessive fans have been studying screenshots, and BleedingCool.com has been running with it. Here's the lowdown. Again, nothing official, nothing factual.
2: Nothing confirmed. Generation 1, Dawn of the Heroic Age. 1937 to 1962, if we tie events in the timeline to our World War II. Year one, Krypton explodes, rocket lands in Smallville. Wonder Woman debuts once Steve Trevor's plane crashes on Themyscira. Diana has never been the first hero before in comics, but she is in the DC Extended Cinematic Universe. Year two, J.L. and Alan debut as Flash and Green Lantern. Year three, JSA forms. Year six, something happens involving Thomas and Martha Wayne. They probably meet since they die in year 16. Year 8, Wonder Woman returns to Themyscira after World War II. Year 13, Clark becomes Superboy, works in secret. Year 18, Senate bans superheroes, a young Superman quits, and the JSA disbands. Year 19, John Jones arrives on Earth, and Arthur Curry's father dies. So both Clark and Bruce are far older than they appear to be, Clark can be explained. It's been established that yellow solar rays retard his aging. But what about Bruce?
1: Generation two, the Space Age, 1963 to 78. Year one, Superman publicly debuts and Batman debuts. Year two, Aquaman, Barry Flash, and Hal G. L. debut. Year three, Dick Grayson, Robin, Wally West, Kid Flash debut. Year four, JLA forms and Wonder Woman returns. Year 5, Barry meets Jay in The Flash of Two Worlds. Year 6, JLA meets the retired JSA and the Teen Titans debut. Year 7, the JSA officially returns. Year 8, Supergirl arrives and Barry marries Iris. Year 9, Hawkman joins the JLA. We are assuming that's the same Hawkman as the one in the JSA. Year 11, Batgirl debuts and Zoom kills Iris. Year 12, we get the new Teen Titans. Year 15, The Crisis on Infinite Earths, where Supergirl and Barry die, and Aquaman dies. So this compresses things by about eight years.
2: In Generation 3, The Age of Crisis, from 1979 to 1994. Year 1 is the JLI, ha is formed. Year 2, Death in the Family, Jason Todd murdered. Year 3, Killing Joke, Barbara Gordon paralyzed. Year four, Nightfall, Tim Drake becomes Robin, Barbara Gordon becomes Oracle, and The Death of Superman. Year five, Superman Returns, and Bart Allen debuts as Impulse. Year six, Zero Hour. Year seven, No Man's Land, Cassandra Cain is Bad Batgirl, and Harley Quinn and Cassie Sandsmark debut. Year nine, Identity Crisis, President Luthor, John Kent is born, and Supergirl is reborn. Year 10, Batwoman debuts. Year 11, Infinite Crisis, Superboy Dies, and Wonder Woman Kills Maxwell Lord. Year 12, Barbara is Batgirl again. Year 14, Final Crisis. Year 15, Blackest Night, and Barry Allen Returns. This compresses the story by about eight years.
1: Generation 4, The Flashpoint 1994 to 1999. Year 1, Damien debuts as Robin, and Dick Grayson becomes Batman. Year 2, basically everything that happened in New 52. Year 3, basically everything that happened in Rebirth. Year 4, basically everything that happened in Metal. Year 5, Year of the Villain. Which means it's now 1999 in the DCU. It also means that Clark is 62. Bruce is around 56. Dick is about 43 years old.
2: Why? See, that's what happens when you start defining things like this. They just need to leave it the frick alone. (laughs) It also means that a Generation 5 will begin next year. Rumors say a major event, of course, will result in the major heroes being replaced by new characters in the capes. John Kent ages during his Legion of Superheroes time and becomes Superman. Luke Fox becomes Batman. Maybe Wonder Girl becomes Wonder Woman. Teen Lantern from Young Justice becomes Green Lantern. Maybe Wally West becomes the Flash. Or this could all be a fever dream of Dan DiDio or Bleeding Cool.
1: (laughs) All right. So before we get out of here, it's time to play America's fastest growing new game show.
2: Guess who's on the cover of Entertainment Weekly?
1: Well, we had to make some changes in light of Entertainment Weekly becoming Entertainment Monthly. So let's bring out the big board. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Let's get a magazine that hasn't shut down and stop.
2: Okay, Mark, it's TV Guide. Are you ready? Yeah. And go.
1: Uh, Let's see. Is it one person on the cover? No. Is it a person on the cover? Yes. Okay. Uh, Is it uh, it the cast of a show? Yes. Okay. Uh, Is it a show that's a new show? No. Is it a show on broadcast? Yes. Okay, is it on CBS? No. ABC? No. NBC? No. Fox? No. CW? Yes. Um, Is it superhero related? Not really. Not really? Okay. Um, It's not a new show. No. Um, Is it the cast of Riverdale? No. (laughs) It's the cast of Supernatural. It
2: is, because it's like their last season. Yeah. (laughs) So who is that cast? Uh... You had a lot of time, so you have to try to... Jared... It. Okay, you got his first name, that's Pat-a- fine.
1: It's not Patalicki. or yes. is it? Yes. No, okay.
2: Well, sort of, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, the other guy.
2: <laughs> well, there's actually three of them. Okay. It's the three main characters. Okay. And they did four covers, so they each got their own cover, oh. and then there was a cover with all three of them.
1: Okay, so. all right.
2: You could have gone Sam and Dean and Castiel. Oh,
1: I suppose, yes.
0: An answer, by how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe by your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn follow us on twitter at sfppn check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn call us at 614-321-9737 that's 614 3219 sfp back to you mark thanks for listening everybody bye bye bye